In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, why is there evil and suffering? Hmm. This is a question that humanity has pondered upon for many centuries. Of course, the short answer to this question would be because of sin. But today we will deal with a more detailed answer. So I will divide my talk into three questions and an answer to each one of them. And I'm hoping that this will help us remember. So the first question will be, who created evil, right? The second question will be, if, if God loves us, why does he allow evil and suffering? We heard this before, right? And the third question, is evil and suffering helpful? Okay, so we'll go with, we'll start with the first one. Who created evil? So first of all, I want to point out that God did not create evil. Evil is a result of sin, a departure from God's presence. God's original plan for us was to live with him in paradise and enjoy his loving presence. God created a harmonious world. So looking back into the first book of the Bible, which is Genesis, <laughs> first chapter, God saw that everything he had done, and indeed it was very good. So we have a clear indication in the scripture that evil was not there at the beginning. Everything was good, and this is God's assessment. Adam and Eve had a very nice life in paradise. No pain, no suffering, no death, no struggle. Everything was provided for them by the Lord. So it is obvious from the accounts before their fall into sin that God did not have a secret plan for them to suffer and somehow remind them who is the boss. So since God created a perfect world, how did we end up with evil and suffering? Remember last time, in one of my previous talks, I brought to mind the account of creation, how God made Adam and Eve and gave them a task to rule over the material world. He says there in Genesis 1.28, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. What is this telling us? It tells us that God made us stewards of his creation. He gave us a purpose. We are not plants or animals. We are not like the rest of his creation. We are reasoned, endowed beings. He made us in his image and likeness. He made us special. But being special comes with tremendous responsibility. And in order to think and do, he gave us reason and free will. How can a creature listen to the command of its creator 
if the only answer it can give is yes? Where is the reward for this creature if it cannot exercise free will in deciding to be obedient to God? Can you have a relationship with the robot? But besides this task, God also gave Adam and Eve a more difficult one, to be obedient and not to eat from a certain tree. Sounds familiar? Man's free will needed to be tested and strengthened, fortified, in order to properly respond to the task set before them by the Lord. To rule creation and to live in a relationship of love with God. But Adam and Eve disobeyed. Their disobedience broke their harmonious relationship with God and the rest of creation. Breaking this original harmony also brought pain, suffering, and even death into this world as inevitable consequences of misusing free will. They were expelled from paradise. And remember, we do not bear the guilt of their sin, but we definitely feel the pinch because of their departure from God's immediate presence. Just as darkness is the absence of light, it doesn't really have an entity. Darkness is not like the light. It doesn't exist. It's the absence of light. Absence of light leads to darkness. So is evil the absence of God's presence. A consequence of breaking our harmonious relationship with him. In other words, the farther away you are from the sun and its light and warmth, the colder you get to the point of hypothermia and death. The farther away we move from God through sin, the colder we get spiritually. So this is question number two. So, if God loves us and he created us out of love, why does he allow evil and suffering? Doesn't the scripture tell us that everything was beautiful and perfect? That's not God's plan. But somehow we ended up with evil and suffering. So you'll hear this challenging question from many people. Why would a good and loving God allow innocent children to die in an earthquake or be victims of a mass killer? Well, the hardest thing to accept is that we all suffer from sin. Not just some, but all of us. We are all descendants of Adam and Eve. So good and bad, we all suffer from the consequence of their sin. We do not inherit their guilt, but we all suffer because of their bad choices. So I give you this example. If parents make bad financial choices and lose the house, they, along with their children, will end up in the street. The children are not responsible for their parents' actions or poor judgment in this case, right? But they do suffer the consequence of their parents' poor choices. They end up in the street with their parents. Same with us, descendants of Adam and Eve. But God did not abandon us. There is hope. He sent his only son to save us from the consequences of sin and bring us back 
in paradise into the house our parents lost. So there is hope. But until the end of time, evil and suffering are still realities we have to deal with. And there are plenty of people out there in the streets of life still waiting to be rescued by Christ. And I think we can help them. God did not plan evil and suffering, but it's providing help to cope with it. Statistically, people of faith have a better outcome in dealing with pain and suffering than people who have no hope. Look at your parents. Many struggle through great adversity, but those who put their trust in God's help emerged better people. So this leads me to my last question. Is evil and suffering useful? Although unintended by our creator, creator, evil and suffering can actually help us. God can turn everything to our benefit. And St. Paul says in Romans 5.3, Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. The church fathers saw suffering as an opportunity, a tool bringing salvation. It's not just character being fortified through pain and suffering, but also it brings purification. What type of purification? Well, St. John Chrysostom tells us. He saw in suffering a way to be fortified in faith, just as gold needs to be purified and needs to go through high temperatures in order to be purified. So the Christians going through pain and suffering are being purified and are supposed to emerge stronger in their faith. One of the prayers of the church goes as far as to ask for tribulation in our lives in order to be redeemed or to pay for one's personal sins in this world rather than suffer the consequences of our sins in the other world. And yes, there is another aspect of evil and suffering. It brings us together. People get closer and more loving in hard times. Suffering exposes our human weaknesses. It reminds us what happens when we depart from God. We all need each other to go back to the place where the Father is waiting for us in paradise. In conclusion, these are the three points that I want you to remember. God did not create evil, number one. Rather, it's a consequence of our sin. Number two, God allows for suffering as a consequence of our bad choices, just as he allows for us to have free will. One cannot operate without the other. And number three, suffering could be useful if we put our trust in God. Amen. Sharing with us her personal experience with pain and sadness, of course. Of course. Uh, Vicky, as some of you know, she, she lost her daughter. It's, some, uh, it's like a punish. You feel like you did something wrong. That's, many people feel that way. And if we recall, sometimes... Jesus was asked the same question because we tend to associate pain and suffering as an immediate result of our personal uh, failures. 
But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. And I, I would say that we should be careful in finding a cause for our pain. Uh, I will give you an example. There are saints who suffered for the, for the name of the Lord. I have friends who sometimes, many times, go through, through a lot of struggle. And sometimes I wonder why the same people get the same problems all the time. And it's not always the case of bad choices. So I wouldn't go there and say, well, it's my, it's because what did I do wrong or what did these children do wrong? I think we always have to be reminded, just as I mentioned in my presentation, that this is part of, this is part of the consequences. This is part of life in this world. As long as we live in this world, we will experience suffering. And the Lord is reassuring us that there will be more suffering. Not that He intends it, that He's wishing it, but the consequence of the fall of humanity, right? Adam and Eve are the parents. They were kicked out of the house. We were kicked out with them. So we still suffer the consequence of their bad choice. And I don't think we should blame them. We have our own sins that we sometimes suffer for. And my faith has really... Increased. Increased. Yeah, more than more uh, by... By the suffering. Because I lost my daughter, but I'm better Christian No, but I, I think I have become a better Christian. Thank you so much for that testimony. And this is the third point that I was making. Suffering could help us if we allow it to help us. Because some people, when they go through suffering and tribulation, they succumb to it. They lose hope, they turn away from God, and they, to them suffering makes things even worse. But even that is their choice. Even that is their choice. We choose how we respond to suffering. If we respond to suffering as an opportunity and as a reminder of our human faults and our sin in general, it's a good thing. That can help us. People who go through suffering and go walk with the Lord with hope, at the end of, the, of this journey, they will definitely be stronger. People who never suffer, just look at the opposite. People who never suffer, they are um, afflicted so easily. Everything scares them. Everything, everything uh, bothers them because they never really experience true suffering. So definitely suffering makes us better and, and increases our, our hope in the Lord and our love for the Lord, even if it's painful because sometimes... There's a lot of loss, like in, in your case, Vicky, you lost your daughter. So it's definite. Thank you so much for that testimony. That's very helpful because who can speak like that? Who can say the same thing, at least here in this group, to, to, to be able to go through that pain? So I'm very happy that that, exactly, that helped you. That's right. Dimitra, did you have a question? It's not a question. It's uh, something I saw. I had a friend who was fighting a terminal cancer illness, and uh, she really suffered. And, um, but there was one time she was suffering and she had a hard time with it. And one time in the hallway here in the church, it was just her, I was sitting there waiting for my husband, he was somewhere. 
It was just me in the hallway, and she comes, and she asks me how I'm doing. I said, fine. And she looked different. She, was, she seemed happy. And then she asked me, she goes, do you dance? Hmm. And, I said, and she got up. She was older than me, and she was dancing in the hallway. And she was happy. And she had this terminal disease. Yes. And something in her suffering, somehow it, she realized, I don't know, you know better. I don't know that, better. <laughs> um, maybe she realized where she's going, that she was going to be close to being with, with the Christ, Lord. Yes. You know? She died a few months later, but she was so happy. That's Those amazing. Last, and she was a person that wasn't the happiest person. Yeah. But those last three months, she really affected my life. I, I, she was so happy that um, I'll never forget her. That, that's true. And I have met people like that myself as well. And sometimes really, we, really suffering changes us. I hope for the best. I have seen some of the members of our community who unfortunately passed away uh, for different reasons, cancer or whatever reason. And it's always this feeling of, you know, knowing someone and talking to them and suddenly they are gone for now until we will meet again. But when I saw how much faith these people had, I, I, I found myself saying, you know what, you preach to me, I don't preach to you. I cannot preach to you. You preach to me because of your words of faith and hope in the Lord, knowing that the outcome is death. But because death is not the end of our time. Death is just a passing, right? So the Lord allowed for death to create a separation from this life and to the other life so that evil and suffering does not perpetuate forever. So even death is serving its purpose, creates like a limitation. So God in his wisdom allowed suffering and pain to take its course because of our sins to our benefit. Thank you very much. I wish you well and thank you for your patience tonight. God bless you all. May the Lord be with you.